So are you as excited as I am about this Google event, or is it just me? No, it's both of us. Okay. I mean, we've just, just was... been seeing so much, and obviously we'll hit on some stuff later on. But yeah, I'm I'm really pumped for this, and uh, oh yeah, me too. I'm I'm looking forward to what they're gonna announce. But uh, anyway, getting into some of this intro stuff here, I didn't realize this until I actually saw a couple articles about how if you're in the Photos app on iOS, there's a neat little trick where if you take a picture of the tag on any laundry, almost any laundry article, it will actually notice or recognize the um, symbols. And so you know how when you're in the Photos app, it has that little information icon for identifying like plants or pets or whatever? Yeah. Well, it will also do that, and it will like um, put across, I think it's uh, laundry cleaning information or whatever, and you tap that, and it will reveal to you or, you know, quote unquote translate uh the meanings of those symbols it's really cool hmm i, I didn't even know that i know neither did i I was like oh my goodness that's that's almost a little google-esque if you ask me <laughs> i yeah i wonder when they released that actually because i don't know i'm probably betting either 16 or 17 because i do know they started doing more um identifiers i think it was in 16 when they started doing like plant identification and stuff like that so it was probably oh, okay. back then, possibly, or it might have that been on sense. 17. I wasn't paying attention, obviously, so it's hard to say. Um, I got you. The other thing that I wanted to notate is this is a project that came back on Kickstarter about 2021, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious. It's called, you ever heard of UP Spec? <laughs> no. Okay. I didn't either, so I wasn't I wasn't sure because sometimes you uh, you have a little bit more knowledge in certain areas where I don't. Um, that is figure. true. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. they had this project for something called X Screen, and evidently okay. it allows you. It's basically this unit. It's a flat, well, semi-flat unit that plugs into the back of your Xbox Series S, and you plug okay. it in, and it kind of mounts itself. Uh, based on where the plugs are, and out of the top, it has a folding screen. So essentially, you don't have quite a Nintendo Switch, but you have a quote-unquote portable gaming system. So you don't have to carry okay. around like extra cables or monitors or anything like that. So it's pretty hmm. cool. That is cool, actually. Yeah, it uh, comes at uh, 60 hertz, 1080p, so it's not like anything insane, but at least you can play if you're like in a pinch or whatever. How much is it for the Kickstarter? Um, well, that was back in 2021. I don't think it's still running at this point in time. Uh, oh, the price okay. on Amazon right now is it was at 250. It's discounted down to 210. So um, it's pretty yeah. nifty, actually. I wouldn't say the price is worth it. I mean, maybe it's depending. Really, on the only I, specs, to my but... knowledge is the only one in its field. That, okay. That, that That's fair. That. So, I mean, I don't yeah. know necessarily. I think they're trying to work on some patents as well, uh, which could feed into some of that too. I just thought it was pretty cool, and yeah, I mean, I don't think mm. I. That's, I think that's almost close to the price of an actual Series S anyway. So I, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but there again, uh, it does kind of allow you to game on the go. So, yeah, for sure. Kind of, but yeah, uh, yeah, and just on another quick note here. Uh, this is 
more of a depressing note, kind of. But uh, Disney has already started um, cracking down on the whole password sharing thing. Funny enough, they actually, I think the CEO came out and said last month that they weren't going to initialize this until next year. But apparently coming November 1st, for those who live in Canada, your account will now be analyzed to make sure that your household cannot share accounts and stuff. Um, And if you do, your account will either be suspended or terminated or there are a few other things that they they said the stipulations. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, this is just um, one of those annoyances. First, the funny thing is, is I thought most people would actually be against uh, this sort of thing, but a lot of people are actually for elimination of password sharing. They just want it to be done in a way that's like, you know, like uh, someone said regards to, in regards to like how um, Apple One does it, um, where you have a family plan and you can do that, but Disney doesn't offer that. So that is actually a really good point. I like that. Yeah, if you could have like a family plan where it allows you up to like so many. Um maybe even like accounts or I guess you could say like uh yeah. viewer accounts instead of actual separate in Apple's yeah. case iCloud accounts. But yeah, that's a pretty mm-hmm. cool way to think about it. Um it would Which be Which I'm nice okay with. Something. Yeah, it would be something nice if they if they did that, but overall that's still annoying. This the whole entire suspension thing, that's actually a little rough. <laughs> yeah, it is, but I mean, they're giving you a warning about it. It's been sent to everyone on Disney that uh everyone on Disney. <laughs> Yes, it's been sent to everyone who works for Disney. Uh, it's been sent to everyone who has the Disney Plus account. So, right. you know, you have a fair warning and stuff. I guess it just depends on how much you violated the thing. But I don't know. It's it's just all crazy, man. So. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, um, violations. Yeah, for real. But continuing right along with some quick items here, as some might have assumed, the OnePlus Open is essentially a rebranded Oppo Find M3, or vice versa. And this Mm -hmm. is practically voiced from the co-founder Pete Lau. Uh, Again, not much of a surprise, considering that we expected the Find M3 should be limited to China and other regions around that location. Yep. Uh, And the OnePlus Open is expected to be available here in the States, so... Time will tell, but that's pretty much what that phone is expected to be. It's just, I don't know yeah. if they're actually going to change anything as far as the lenses or anything like that, but that's it. So I'm not sure if you need yeah, to I'm not sure. quick to I did see, uh Yeah, I did see a few articles uh, that popped up on my feed. Um, yeah. From what it looks like, the actual, um, when it's closed, it looks really thick, a lot more thick than I would assume uh, it would be. But you know. Yeah, it's, I guess it's hard. I don't know. Was it, it's hard what, to tell. What, but what, what pictures did you see? Was it like compared to another phone, or was just basically no? The it was. It? it was just the um, the open on its own, closed, and from what it appeared to be, and maybe this is just some images look very, you know, not how they were supposed to be. But yeah, it did look a lot thicker than I was imagining it. But I got you. Maybe, again, that's just probably just images. But sure. Uh, next, we have rumors that we could see the Switch 2 released sometime during the second half of 2024. And this is actually sourced from speculation on job application deadlines. So for now, it looks like the window could be sometime between July and September. Uh, I would say no later than October as we anticipate the console should be ready for uh, or should be game time ready for uh, the holidays. So It's closing in. 
we're closing in. Yes, I know we've had some kind of rumors that were it might be sometime or it might be you know leaked at this last Nintendo event, but you know yeah. we didn't hear anything, and so now it could be uh, sometime in the second half of twenty twenty four. So yeah, that'll be good. Actually, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, I mean it's we keep on hearing all the performance stuff, so it's it's just. We do. It, you I'm, can't really tell right now, honestly. Yeah, I'm kind of. I hear the numbers and stuff, but I, I'm kind of like toning it down and staying with that realistic mark, just so that way I don't get overhyped or disappointed or who knows. I'd, I'd rather right. just be, you know, in awe when it gets released if it's actually bigger than my 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 hopes and anticipations. So. But yeah. uh, then lastly on this quick item, for those who have been experiencing heating or overheating issues with your iPhone 15s, Apple has released information stating that while heat emissions are normal on iPhones, um, the current problems that users are encountering will soon be resolved with some software updates that also include those which come directly from third-party applications as I guess hmm. they're primarily the culprits, you know, such as Instagram, um, Asphalt 9, uh, Uber, I think. And oh, others. okay. So, uh, evidently, yeah, they're, they're doing something in the background that's causing it to overheat, and I think that's the yeah. main issue, which is kind of funny because I don't know if it's some I'm, – I'm guessing it has to do something specifically with the chipsets, but then I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just the pros or the bases because the bases have last year's and then the pros have obviously the A17 Pro. So it's – I'm not really sure how that works. I don't know. I, so it's it happening I, on both the pros and the base? I, that's or is it it's just hard to pros? say. I, th- I think it's the pros from what I've been hearing from uh, Zolotech and some other people, but okay. I, don't, I don't know for sure. I, I'm not sure if it's, it's, it's the base ones as well. I would assume it's the pros because it just seems kind of odd because if it was both. Then you would be asking the question, well, why isn't it on every iOS 17 device? Because yeah, that's also that's the common concern. So it may, it would make I sense haven't... as the pros. Yeah, because on, on when we were doing the uh, developer betas, I actually had a lot of heating issues, overheating issues uh, on the, uh, I think it was towards like the beta 5 or beta 6. It was oh, okay. pretty messed up. Now it's yep. fine, but uh, yeah, I don't think people are seeing a significant issue with that on the on iOS 17. It's it's definitely got to be just the uh, 15. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking too. So, yep. Yep. So we have a few YouTube topics for you here today, and uh, one of them has to do with a slight redesign on the main page of YouTube. Uh, instead of the, and this is for um, the actual app, uh, instead of the usual library button, YouTube has started to replace that on Android with what is now being called YouTube, or <laughs> excuse me, yeah, it's called YouTube. Oh my word. Um, YouTube has started to replace that on Android with what is called the U tab, which essentially is replacing your profile picture that you normally see in the top right. Uh, now, I did look at a few comments just to see other people's opinions, and not to my surprise, there were many people basically saying that this is a useless change or they don't like it at all. Uh, there were a couple of people that said they were kind of digging it. Uh, and I'm kind of indifferent about it myself. I don't think it's a really good change. I also don't think it really makes the experience any better. Um, but I can see why people would be up in arms about it because it's just one of those things where you're so used to a layout of uh, an app of the way of a phone or something, and yeah. then it changes and it, you kind of have to get used to it. So, yeah, I don't know what you think about this. It's kind of iffy for me. I really don't care too much. But um, well, I really actually haven't seen any mock-ups or anything like that of, of what it actually looks like so i have an image 
You have an image? Cool. We'll throw it up yeah, there let's, for you guys to look at. We'll throw, yep. That is for you who are on YouTube, obviously, if you're on a podcast. then Yeah, you, you it's all important special yeah. people get to see that. <laughs> so you can see you saw the settings tab on the top right. So that doesn't necessarily change, but your profile settings are at the bottom right. Oh. That's it? <laughs> yeah. That's the That's controversy? <laughs> Well, I don't think it's much of a controversy. I mean, I think some people are just, it's just one of those things where change happens and some people are just like not with it, you know? Okay, so here's the question. Is the U mm -hmm. tab supposed to include the library now? Because that's what it's replacing. Um, it's like if you tap that, you can actually get into the library button or access yeah basically you can see there on the okay. image it shows your history playlists and your videos that's that's basically oh, what okay, the profile okay. picture was meant tapping. to do okay um, um it, honestly it's just replacing the icon yeah it just it's just moving and then your normal settings which would be in your profile picture is just it's up, still on, up the on the top right now. okay it's just the icon oh my gosh <laughs> yeah wow okay people <laughs> y'all need to chill <laughs> I mean, I think really, just, I think, I think honestly, I like that because it does kind of bring you to like all of, you know, your content and stuff like that, or yeah. your history and stuff. I actually like the fact that the settings wheel is visible now instead of just showing your profile. So that is a fair point. I didn't think about that. Yes. This, this is, this just makes sense to me anyway. And I, yeah, for those who are actually flipping out, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the whole stigma of YouTube releasing so many different changes that people are just like, goodness, can you not, not just take your time deal. and release one thing at a time? I don't know. That's, Again, that's, there were some people that were actually so. okay with it, but yeah, yeah. me too. But uh, the next thing we got uh, for your YouTube today is uh, YouTube podcasts will now be uh, another drop in the bucket of the many things that Google is, has eliminated yes. over the last couple of years. Yep. Coming 2024, the app will be rid of... And uh, all of that will be moved over and updated to fit the YouTube, YouTube music. music app. Yep. Um, for those concerned about all this, there will be a way that Google will give users to easily transfer over all of their subscriptions to that app. So, um, yeah, it's – I'm kind of not – I don't use YouTube music. I use Spotify for my podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's a little weird, and I don't really like it when YouTube does it. Now, I don't mind the fact that they're doing away with the podcast app. I, that doesn't, no, never mind to me. The problem is, is that they're yeah. saying that, how did you word that? There's a way where you can port or, like, have access to the subscriptions you have or, like, do something. Yeah, like they'll transfer that all over to YouTube Music. Yeah. Is it automatic? Um, From what I think the article indicates, I think they said that it's a... Uh, let's see. It sounded like a process the way you worded it, so that's why I ask. A simple migration tool be, will move your existing subscriptions from Google Podcasts. So I it don't know what like that the would same, be. Yeah, it sounds like the same thing they use for uh, the good old Google Play Music, rest in peace, um, when they actually ported that over to the YouTube Music app. So yeah. I'm betting that's probably what's going on is they're just going to adjust the, the, the subscriptions. Yes. So, I, and that was the annoying thing is like I had to go through there and manually do it. I just wish if they're going to do all this crap, then just do it automatically. You know, create another tab or something like that for the podcast or, or some some sort of, you know, drop down that allows me access to the subscri subscriptions. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Because I hate having to go through all that stuff. I just rather, if you're going to do crap like that on your own, that's fine. But don't like make the user go through all you know the loops and jumps to, to, to get there. But again, that's my, my perspective. Yeah, just a couple more things on this. Actually, Google will also provide a non-YTM export option via OPML file of their show subscriptions. Cool. Um, so that will work with other podcast players. Yep. Also, and this is because uh, JD and I use RSS, um, you would, before you basically, when you uploaded through RSS to YouTube um, podcasts, it had to be a video. But now with the YouTube Music app, they're actually allowing you to just upload audio for your podcast. So JD and I already upload videos now, as you can already be able to tell. Uh, but Hello. this is good for yeah, this is good for people that actually have been only uploading in just audio formats. So I guess that's a major plus here, which as well, which so. would still work because we're still running debatable on audio only. So that's, that's exactly cool. we'll, we'll have to that'll that'll be nice to have when we start yeah start running that through. Uh, what was for the sure. timeline again? You said that was early next year or January? Yeah, sometime um, early. In t- some, it didn't say exactly when, but sometime in 2024. We don't okay. really know yet. So it, it, it's it's an ongoing process. So we're not quite there yet. That's the nice yeah. thing about the rumors is they kind of get a head start on everything because it's it'd be kind of bad if they just randomly did it and like, hey, you're out of luck or whatever. I know, right? And that was the uh, nice thing I will say in addition is that they did give you enough time to migrate your Google Play Music information over. So that is true. They are good about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, And then our last topic uh, for YouTube. It is that time of the month again where we deliver some important information about a streaming service and beat a dead horse so much that the horse actually comes back to life for just a moment, kicks you in the gonads and dies again. YouTube is getting rid of its premium light subscription plan. Now, this plan is actually uh, only in select EU countries, so it's not in America. However, this is still stupidly annoying because even this subscription only has removal of ads. That's it. There's no, like, you can play music in the background uh, or there's stuff like that. And uh, people in the EU EU were only paying uh, £6.99, which is converted to $7.32, which is nuts because that's still, like, how much is it for the normal uh, premium? What, $14? Or twelve, I can't remember. Yeah, well, they they did away with certain plans, so I I don't know for sure. I mean, it might yeah, be, yeah, it might be twelve or thirteen, if I remember for the single plan. Can't remember. Yeah, so basically, it's like what six more dollars, or I should say six less dollars, and you're only getting no ads. And now they get rid of this. It's just like, come on, guys. I I'm not even have this, and it's still annoying. I'm sure for a lot of people in the EU that would just that you know kind of thrived on just not getting ads with only pings you know, seven pounds. So it's insanity. Um, yeah. it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't really have anything crazy to say about that. I mean, like you said, it is a dead horse. So, um, yeah, we could speculate about this all day long and it's not going to change anything. So, no. but moving on, uh, we will actually do a couple deals here, uh, out with the old in with a new, which means that you can get a two year old, Pixel 6 Pro for $360 on the 128 or a $420 for the 256, uh, which are both originally wow. marked for six or $700 respectively. So, yeah, pretty decent deal. Uh, it is, like I said, two years old, so that's something to take into consideration. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and the Beat Studio Buds Plus earbuds have dropped to a new record of $100 
Um, so that's $70 up from its previous price. And I think that's specifically for um, the black. Uh, it's at Woot, so you guys can go ahead and check that out right now. Cool. But uh, yeah, so uh, we have also have quite a few Apple stuff today. So uh, during the Apple event, we saw that the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max would have some mainstream games, uh, one of which is Resident Evil 4, the remake. Well, some people have actually discovered what the price of this is going to be. Uh, JD, I'll let you guess again. Oh, Because I, I enjoy that. No, because I can't even do gaming. I wouldn't even <laughs> get in the ballpark. I mean, if it, we're talking about mobile app. Game? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you said Resident Evil. Yeah. I'm gonna peg it somewhere between mobile and full fledged consoles, like thirty bucks. Nope. Okay. Sixty. Okay. I was thinking it's either it's either gonna be you know somewhere between or it's gonna be the max of you know what you really do expect for. Man. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess with all of that, that does. Kind of makes sense, but Does in it? a stupid, ridiculous way. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, so, I mean, they're going through all of the rendering. They're going through the development to actually make yeah. this seem like a Which is know, fair. true. Yeah. So, and I believe I actually saw people try to hook up their iPhone with a monitor and stuff and then have all the gaming pad and everything like that to make it That's feel cool. like a true, you know, console gameplay. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm in the full favor of that. Luckily, I don't play it. Um, my wife does, so sucks to be her. Oh yeah, I love Resident Evil. I actually played uh, five and six with her too. They're really good games. Yeah, um, she tried to get me to play. Yeah, so I, I just couldn't get it. One day, one day, uh, and you know, as this article points out, uh, this is that it's a port for the console, which is fair as well. And you can actually trial the game as uh, in addition to that. So. Yeah, I kind of understand the price point, but it's a mobile game. If the actual renderings are not exactly like how it is on the PC version or Xbox or whatever, I don't feel like it's worth it. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I, th- I feel like, you know, 40, 45 would be the max because you are downgrading yeah, I would from, say from that's that. that's okay. Yeah. But 60 is just insane um, because even when it's it goes crazy. on discount, that's going to come down to like maybe 50 or 45. So, and that, that's, that's at the max yeah. that you would want to pay. I don't Yeah. Exactly. I, 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 I get that. I just, it's one of those things where you have to. There's comprehend. arguments for both sides. I yeah. Think. Stupid arguments. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's another quick uh, update for France. We discussed oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago how uh, French authorities were concerned about radiation with the iPhone 12. Yes. Well, now Apple has released the updates uh, to the public, and it seems these authorities are now satisfied with all of it, which I assume means that the radiation levels have been decreased by a more suitable number. So there we go. That's regulated. We can now move on from that. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of curious here. I would love to do okay. testing to see if... Um, Signal reliability and speeds mm-hmm. have changed. That's what I would like to know. That is a fair point because we did discuss the theory. The reason why there's so much radiation is because when you turn on the phone, it's searching for a service. It emits that higher amount. So yeah, that's actually I don't, a good, I don't, uh, I don't, good and idea. That, and that's the thing is like you would think that the software would be rigged. Well, that's a bad word to use. <laughs> <laughs> it would be rigged. programmed. <laughs> To kind of work in a way where if there's no signal, then that's when it decreases, you know, the strength of searching for it versus yeah. when you're actually 
connected to a signal, it runs mm-hmm. at its normal pace. So maybe that's what's going on, but that still begs the Probably. question. I'd like to see what actually changes as far as a user experience performance. Uh, for sure. In that in that way. So. Yeah. Uh, last uh, topic for Apple is, and uh, this is actually some really cool news, I think. Uh, we mentioned a while back information regarding the SE4, uh, that they were not going to release it, then they are going to release it. It's kind of It was kind of crazy at that time. Uh, well, now we have some news that this is going to be a sort of hybrid between the 14 and 15. It will have a modified version of the 14 chassis. There will also be USB-C and an action button on this thing. Yep, I saw uh, that. Rumors also suggest that this SE will be getting a 48 megapixel uh, camera, plus it will also have OLED. We did discuss last time of the possibility of it having uh, Touch ID, which would have been amazing. RIP that. Um, but with the codename per- Pearl floating around uh, with these rumors, it seems that it's just going to have Face ID and nothing more. Yep. Regardless, this is one of the very rare moves from Apple that I'm actually very interested in i'm very intrigued by because you're getting essentially the newest models with pretty much a solid amount of specs that you would expect to get from a se uh, and this leads me to believe actually that it will probably released in 2025 at the latest 2026 because normally what they will do is they release the se that looks similar to the to two generations prior um so and we're excluding the se3 we don't talk about that thing because it's just an se2 with a better chip but uh yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that article, and quite frankly, I, I, there's a lot of that stuff that I'm happy about, um, yeah. which I kind of had to assume the USB-C was coming anyway because that's the deal. Um, yeah. 48 megapixels, that's a little bit surprising for a lower end. It really is, phone. yeah. Uh, we also discussed this. It's actually been a little while uh, as far as what would be – what would be the expected price point for this? Just because there's a lot of specs going into this that begs, yeah, you know, okay, are they going to raise this by quite a bit? Or... Yeah. So someone in the comments said it might be five ninety nine, so six hundred. Okay, and then my question would be: Is what's the point of having an iPhone SE? <laughs> well, I mean, I the mean, whole when you think about it, it, you could buy an iPhone thirteen practically the same and it's about the same price too like someone so- else someone basically said an iphone 13 mini with just better specs that's it um which is fair although i feel like that's boiling it down a bit too much i think that with wait, all wait. of this is the screen supposed to be smaller no it's not someone just said that it's gonna be the same display as the base 14 or 15 but someone was yeah, just making so that very doesn't, it doesn't make the specs don't line up I, it, it, this either has to have like a really old a chip inside or something like that i mean older than a typical se phone that yeah. pricing is just yeah it, it, that's really where i'm asking okay what in the world is going on here because that doesn't even compute um well i don't know i mean i can see where you're going but i also feel like this you are getting a phone that's basically the newest version um and that i understand the problem 600 I have, yeah it, it, it's the whole thing is you have to still find a way to be offer something refreshing but still keep uh-huh. it at a lower price if you're going to do all that i feel like that's too much see that's or me. you're overcharging you for components that shouldn't be overcharged well if it has a newer chip then that makes sense and i agree well, with you well an se is always going to have a newer chip and we don't even know what that's going to be yeah. like maybe an a15 or a16 
So, and this is uh-huh. 2025, possibly 2026. So it's like one of those things where I'm like, okay, it may be a newer chip, but at the same time, going from like the old SC to the SC2 was a newer chip too. And I think there's only what, a $50 price hike? Or did that even change at all? I don't even remember. I think that was a good bit of price hike. Okay. Um, I would also say to that though, this is like, it has the look of like the 14 and 15. I don't think you could argue that this should be any less because it has those looks, because it has the same type of specs. Because those ones are, I think, seven or eight hundred. So it's basically. Yes, I know, but like version. when you think about it, they also keep the previous gen around at like a hundred dollars less than that. And on top of that, this design is going to be quote unquote outdated according to Apple's marketing. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a yeah. fan of seeing how. I'm. I'm hoping the price is actually going to be lower than what we're expecting it to be. I would you even say here. Here's my thing. I feel like the SE does a good job with photography. You don't need to jam a 48 megapixel in there. Yeah. So I. Yeah. I, I, I would be. Com- I would fair. be looking more for a competitive price. Um, now I will say, and you could probably argue this because you're the devil's advocate here. Uh, Pixel A series. You know they've been hiking prices slowly but surely. So there's that uh-huh. aspect to it too. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw the rumor and I kind of got excited, but, um, now that we're getting more information, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's hard to yeah, tell. I'll have to wait and see how that, that'll come out before I give my full. Opinion <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of things that we're just waiting to kind of see if it's going to be good or not. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Just wait and see. Yeah. The one thing that we do know will be good is, well, the Made by Google event. I am really stoked for this. So saving the best for yeah. last, because uh, this is absolutely simple, and yet something many of us would love to have going back to the birth of photography. But Google okay. just blew our socks off at something that, to date, I don't think any other company has done yet. So... Evidently, the Pixel 8 series will come with a capability that allows you the feature that they have dubbed Best Take. And as the ad demos, it allows you to use multiple shots, and then harnessing the use of AI, it gives you the ability to swap faces between those shots to produce the best result. So if you were blinking in one picture, and you weren't in the next one, you could seemingly swap the face with the good result to add it to the next shot where everyone else's face looks good. Really cool. So cool. I would yeah. love to have that because that is just wow. It's hard to get everyone in the right shot and you know get the faces, yeah, especially with kids true. and everything. So like having that capability would be really, really great, especially if AI was able to do it in a very high quality manner. So that is something that I'm looking forward to big time. They had some other stuff in the ads as well. I won't really get into that because that's not anything amazing, such as I believe this okay. is, but. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. No, yeah, that's that's exceptional. We know that Google is very good with their AI technology with regard to their photography, and this yeah. just adds to that uh, exceptionally well. I think this is probably the best thing they've done with that AI. Um, when you first stated it, I was kind of taken back because I feel like the farther you go with AI, I feel like it's not as Genuine. realistic. Yep. genuine yeah that's my only kind of thing because the more that far you go off the too. deep end um it can be kind of a concern it, i guess it just depends on the feature because if it's something where it's like moving people or something that's kind of faking it a bit i'm not really big big fan of that but i feel like this is kind of like okay this is not too crazy 
it is something that you know for people that's you can never take the right picture let's just be honest sometimes it's just you take like five and they're just not the the best so i feel like this kind of has a standard for that and works very well so yeah no that's that's great yeah and and see that's that's the point though and it all depends on like i said if it's a high quality manner because if if Mm -hmm. you do get that lackluster look to a photo when you do something like that um you had you, you kind of feel like okay that photo shouldn't even be you know merged the other right. aspect that i kind of agree with you on too is there is that that simplistic kodak photo moment where somebody is blinking or making a dumb face and those are photos you watch you want to keep even for the sake of <laughs> the funny ones yeah exactly just yeah. for memory's so sake yeah there's and, and i mean like it's not i don't think you could actually they probably you probably can keep that one it's just it's probably going to manipulate or merge it into a new result so yeah um yeah it'll be really cool to see how this comes out comes about um probably tomorrow i think based on when we expect to release this so uh yeah, yeah i'm excited for that event just the hardware the software um i think we've already talked about like you know what you might be excited for but i think overall it's just it's something that i think is worth the hype uh, yeah. I don't think it's overhyped or should be, but there is some stuff to get excited about for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% on board with this. I'm really excited about what's uh, to be expected here. So, Yep. But with that said, uh, we are pretty sure you guys are going to get on to the actual Google event if you're watching it on Wednesday. And uh, that will do it for this week's episode. We will catch you guys in the next one. This is JD and Riley signing off. Peace out.